Hello, this is Lisa Fertelli with Me, Money, and Mold. And I am going to keep this really short. It's about the third time I've done this today. Um, this is going to be about your money story. I open the book, one of my favorite books. I do this a lot in the morning. And it, it, the book is Money and the Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I open it to page 92. And it's telling a new, it says, telling a new story about abundance, money, and financial well-being. Basically, it's saying the law of attraction is not responding to the reality that you're currently living. It's responding to the vibrational patterns of thought that are coming from you. And so, it says, what is, what is in your life, right, has no bearing on what is coming unless you continually regurgitate the story of what is. So if you keep telling yourself the same story over and over again of whatever, a money story, a relationship story, a health story, you keep getting the same thing. So if you keep focusing on the what is, and I've heard Esther Hicks say this, we here on earth, who else would it be? We believe that we should keep telling the story, the truth, telling the truth. She says it's, it's almost irrelevant. My word's not hers. In other words, what is it that you want? If your reality is that what you don't want, why do you keep telling the same story to whoever will listen? So, by thinking and speaking more about what you really want in your life, you allow what you are currently living to be the jumping off place for so much more. But if you speak, if you keep speaking about what is, regurgitating what is, then your jumping off point will be more of the same. So here's some questions to think about. Do you have as much money in your life as you want right now? Is the universe abundant? Do you have the option of having more money? Was the amount of money that you would receive in this lifetime already decided before you were born? Hmm. Are you in control of your financial condition? Do you want more money? Do you have the ability to change your financial condition? Are you now setting into motion through the power of your current thoughts the amount of money that you really want to flow into your life. Last one. Knowing what you know is financial abundance guaranteed. Hmm. There's a story that they put in here as an, an example of an old money story. This sounds kind of familiar. I will just say that my money story that I got from my parents, which probably a lot of people got from their parents, and their parents got from their parents, and so on and so forth, is... Um, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard. You have to push the rock up the hill. Um, a lot of times you get the, I mean, I've, I've even heard it, that money, that billionaires, having that much money is evil. What do you need to do with that much money? You could never spend that in your lifetime. Um... Jerry's here sitting. You have any thoughts on what you've heard about money when you were growing up? Was it scarce? Depression baby. You were a depression baby. So So you grew up in scarcity. Definitely. Definitely. Grew up. Save our money. Save money. Well, it's good to save money. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. They always had envelopes for different things. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Right, you didn't have credit, which is probably a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I know, I know that if you read all the stuff that I've read, I'm, I'm sorry, if you read all the stuff that I read on a, an everyday basis about investing and uh, credit limits and all kinds of stuff, we are a debtor's nation. But almost every other nation, every other nation out there is also it's the it's a race to the bottom. It's true, but we're not going to get into that at all, because I will say this: whatever you focus on expands. So if you do have a lot of debt, I know it's disheartening when you look at it. We have debt, but I'm just saying, if you do have debt. Focus on what you can do to bring in abundance or more abundance into your life. What can you eliminate that would not contribute more to the debt? So it's really, it's a good exercise to figure out what your money story is. Because I would venture to say it's probably not a good one if you're over the age of 40, maybe 35, I don't know. It's probably not one that's working well for you. There's got to be, there might be, maybe not got to be, but there might be some glitch in it. It's really worth looking into and just listening. Listening to the people around you, you know, because a lot of times we mirror the people around us and you know, what is it that they think about money? And you know, here's another thing. I know that a lot of people don't like talking about money. That's a money story in and of itself also. So running from it or not wanting to talk about it is part of your story. And a lot of people live there also. Not wanting to talk about it finding that is in poor taste to talk about either what they make or what other people make like I know it's no one's business but if you if it's that of much of a touchy subject it's your part of your story it all is you you cannot escape your money story your money story has a lot to do with your worth and I don't mean your net worth or your money worth I mean your your self-image because it's in our in all societies, it's so tied to your self-image, whether you think it is or not. It is. It's tied to your self-image. So it's a good exercise to think, what are you worth? What is it that you know that's, and what, what is it worth? Think about that. It's probably more than you think. Anyway, that's it. If you have questions, you can send me an email at, uh, or you just go to the main website, freethewizard.com. You can communicate with me there. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Lisa again. I just got to add to this podcast. I just read this to Jerry. This is also still in the book, The Attracting Money and Manifesting Abundance by Money and the Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And this is about your money story. And the money story I just read is basically somebody complaining that they've worried about money all their life. Their parents worked hard. Their mother complained about, worried about money all the time. I guess I have inherited all of that. 
but it isn't the kind of inheritance I hoped for. I know there are really wealthy people in the world, but they don't have to they don't have to worry about money, but they are anywhere near me. Everyone I know right now is struggling and worried about what's going to happen next. And this is what they say. This is what Esther and Jerry Hicks say. Notice how this story begins by noticing a current unwanted condition, then moved to justification of the situation, then looked into the past for more emphasis of the current problem, which amplified the resentment more, then moved to a broader view of perceived shortage. When you begin to tell a negative story, the law of attraction will help you reach from your present perspective into your past, even into your future but the same vibrational pattern of lack will persist. When you focus upon lack and any attitude of complaining, you establish a vibrational point of attraction that then gives you access only to more thoughts of complaint, whether you were focused in your present, your past, or your future. Wow. Think about that. This is a good podcast to, to listen couple of times over and over because these aren't my words. These people, Jerry and Esther Hicks, talked a lot about, well, of course, the law of attraction, but they talked a lot about money. And I've heard her say that it isn't what everybody thinks it is. And it isn't the big deal we all make. That we all have a, what'd she say? We all have um an abundant uh, in our vibrational escrow, abundance in our vibrational escrow, something to that, to that effect. So, and I've heard her say that, and I've listened to the tapes. It just gets you to think about the words you use because the words you use are the reflection of your thinking. So when you, really, when you look at a bill, are you saying thank you? that I had this electricity all month long. I don't think people even think that. I've heard Mary Morrissey say that. When she pays bills, she thanks the universe that she got to have electricity all month long. She gets the opportunity to pay this bill. It's a totally different perspective on paying a bill. Really? It is. is. So really, really, really think about your money story. It helps. It helps you move on, move move through it, and go to a different feeling about money. Another here, I'll give you this. These are two things that she tells you to do, Esther Hicks. Start at the beginning of the year. You can start now. Start um, write a check to yourself. You're not going to cash these. Just write a check, $1,000 a day. So the day one, it's $1,000. Day two, 2000 Get it. Day five, 5000 Day 230, 230000 And spend it. What are you going to spend it on? You'd be surprised when all your, when, when you've been, today we are at the 244,000th day. I wrote 244, 244 or 43rd. I think it's 43rd. I, I, I miscalculated, but. Nevertheless, it's 243 or 44,000 today. And I wrote the check. And actually today, I wrote it to, I got to tell you, I wrote it to, oh, the charity that we're going to be giving money to in, in, in reality. I, opened, I wrote it to 244,000 to Operation Underground Railroad. It's not a real check, but it's, but it's a real check. You get it? 
So you have after you've paid all your bills and you've you know you bought houses for your kids and you know you got houses all over the world and whatever as many cars as you can drive and boats and whatever planes and we didn't do that I didn't do that I don't need a bunch of houses and I can only drive one car at a time um you know I'm I'm also female so cars don't you know whatever but um. I've certainly invested in a lot of things <laughs> and I've given a lot of money to some charities that have become near and dear to our hearts. And you believe, believe me, you'd be surprised how much you have to sit there and really think about what am I going to do with this money? That's the point. Another exercise she says is have $100 in your wallet and and. Imagine that you're spending it every day on something for yourself. $100 every day. I think, I think I screwed that one up. I think there's a little, the motivation was a little different, but you spend $100 every day. The other one is $1,000 and it grows. It grows. So you're really, really reaching to figure out what am I going to do with this money? You'd be surprised that when all your, when everything is taken care of, you are really trying to figure out what to do with that money. And then you really have to think, well, what can I do with it? What good can I do with it? Where can I invest it? What can I build? What kind of company can I have? What kind of, what kind of effect can I have on other people's lives? Then you start thinking beyond yourself. I think that's the point of it. That's the point of it. To me, that's the point of it. Because what is it there for? It's there for you to do something with, really. So it's a good exercise. If you start doing it, your, 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 your opinion about money will change. So that's it. Jerry's sneaking out of the room here. All right, that's it. See you next time. Bye-bye.